So I want to welcome everyone to the Prosperous Private Practice Boot Camp. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and also the number one therapist business coach. And I want to welcome you to this boot camp. And so this is actually a bonus workshop. Um, We've had a lot of information go out via social media, via email, word of mouth. Some of my students and my other programs have told therapists to come show out and have a good time and you are in the right place. Now a disclaimer, we have two streams going on. We have one on the regular Dr. TK page via Facebook and if you are there and you have not joined our uh, bootcamp page, which meant that you have not gone through registration, you want to definitely check out drtk.com, spell out drtk.com forward slash PPP for prosperous private practice and watch it today on Facebook, but make sure that you get yourself into that bootcamp because I am going to go over um, how the bootcamp is going to go at the end of today so that you will know exactly what to look forward to. But there are going to be things that will not be streamed on the general Facebook page and only to the people in the bootcamp, along with them being able to get access to the workbooks that go along with the rest of the bootcamp. Okay, so I see that more and more people are coming on. So super excited that you are here. So as we recap, we did four, well, three bonus workshops and today is our fourth. And the reason why I chose to do bonus workshops is because I continue to get particular questions from either students in our Dope Therapist Academy. Uh, Therapists get into my DM on Instagram and ask me, how did I leave my six-figure job? What are some of the things that I need to get in order in terms of paperwork? And granted, we teach our students how to do this in the Dope Therapist Academy, there are logistical things that I feel like all therapists should know, but you are not taught in graduate school. And so, so far on last week, we start talking about business structure. All these things are available in the Facebook group along with your download with all the things that we talked about. Then we talked about startup costs. And then we also talked about marketing tips in terms of social media, websites. um, And then some people actually got into the Facebook group and asked a lot of good questions, which I will not repeat um, unless it was a question where I said, you know what, I'm going to save this one for the live. But I went ahead and just answered all the questions that came up. Okay. Now one question, which is a very good question that came up as soon as we went live tonight is, do I conduct private practice business consultations? And the answer is um, no. This is the reason why I set aside three weeks at a time to pour into therapists, to be able to serve many therapists at one time, because I did do consultations at one point, but then I realized that I only have so much time. Some therapist schedules didn't match my schedule. I'm in different time zones with various therapists. And then unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to meet the needs of everyone. So that's when I started doing these week-long boot camps or three-part or five-part boot camps. And again, if you stay to the end, I'm actually going to talk to you about what will be in store because what I've done is take the information that I would typically ask someone during a consultation and I turned it into a live assessment in three different parts. So I'll tell you about that um, before we wrap up today, Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into it. So today we are going to be talking about tax write-offs and what I mean by tax write-offs because disclaimer, I am not a tax person. I am not a financial 
industry individual. I am not a financial coach. I am not your CPA. I am a clinical psychologist. So the information that I am providing you today are just things to look out for because these are also things that myself alongside that, you know, when my clients come to me and my programs, they have overlooked these things and they don't count um, or document all the things that they should throughout the year to be able to turn them over to their tax professional so that then the tax professional can let them know, oh, okay, we can or cannot write this off. We can write a fraction of this off. And then also, you know, what are some things that you should look forward to for the following year? And so let's go ahead and move into the information. And if you have a question, my team is here. Go ahead and put your question into the chat box and they'll make sure that I uh, receive it if it comes in in enough time, okay? So let's dive into tax write-offs. I'm gonna make it very simple. It's literally two slides. Um, But of course, as I've done over the last three bonus workshops is I actually talk you through the information, okay? Excuse me if I'm sniffing. I have really bad allergies. It is 92 degrees out here. A little hot, (laughs) okay? And yeah, so um, let's talk about tax write-offs. And so one of the areas that most therapists should know, but we don't, is professional fees. And so what I've done in bold is I've categorized the tax um, categories that I personally use in my business when my bookkeeper is reconciling the information in my business. And so I have what's called a section that's called professional fees. And what that includes is the price, like the cost of my license in terms of me renewing my license. Now, granted, you can't have tax write-offs if you don't have a business. However, I would encourage you that if you plan on opening up a private practice in the next year, the next 12 months, so from today, until 12 months from now, I would encourage you to save your receipts and still turn them into your tax person because it could count as startup costs, okay? So professional fees include, but are not limited to, you paying for a renewal of your license because um, you have to get your, you have to keep your license in order for, at least for therapists, in order for our business to stay open. Um, also, you wanna keep your receipts for any continuing educational workshops that you have attended whether they be virtually and or you know in person depending on what state you're in also what um, you sh- where you should keep your receipts is when you attend conferences so I did want to pause there and give you a funny but interesting story and again this is my uh, relationship with a CPA that I worked with for about five years um, with my current corporation, also my group practice corporation, plus my sole proprietorship, plus some other, you know, and personal taxes and things like that. So I um, used to go to annual conferences in Florida with my business coach or, you know, to attend for my business coach. That would also be a graduation for the students who were in her program. It was like a three-day women's success conference, which was really, really fun. And so I remember my first year there, I had signed up for her higher level coaching program and I knew, or at least I thought I knew that that program was able to be turned over for a tax write-off, but I wasn't sure. And if you're not sure, always ask, especially if you're about to make a big purchase. And so I'm all the way in Florida. She's all the way in California. And it was, I think the second day out of the third day. And my coach had opened up the back of the room, which meant that she had a lot of 
physical products available for us to purchase. And so I picked up like some journaling activities, um, you know, and things like that. And so what, sorry, my air conditioner is turning on and it is like super loud. <laughs> um, hold on for just a second. Even though it's hot, I'm gonna turn it off for y'all. So it won't be like super loud, this microphone. So what ended up happening is I called her and I said, hey, I have a question. I'm at this um, event. I want to pay in full for this next level coaching. Um, I already told the person I would join, but I, you know, I'm gonna pay for it, but I need to know what card to use. And at the time, I had my group practice uh, card and so like American Express card and so she asked me some simple questions which are what what are you purchasing I said oh I'm purchasing a coaching program and I'm purchasing some um, workbooks and things like that she said well what is the coaching program going to help you do you have to know what you're signing up for so I told her that um, the program would help me uh, grow my mindset for my business, but even beyond personal development, it would also help me understand marketing. It's going to help me brand my practice and then, you know, so forth. So she said, okay, so it sounds like you're going to join this program so that it can help you enhance your business, grow your business. I said, yes. She said, girl, run the card. Right. And so that was a pretty big investment. It was 24 K. I wanted to pay it in full because I didn't want any interest. And so I said, I'll pay for it. And then I went to the back of the table and she said, what are those for? And I said, well, I like to flush out my ideas so that I can know strategically what I need to implement for my business for it to grow. She said, okay, so it sounds like it's tied into the culture program. So just buy whatever you would like, as long as it's within your budget and just make sure that you get the receipts like email to you. And then, you know, we can wreck a salad or whatever at the end of the year. And so again, I just wanted to share that experience because I had a conversation with my tax person because I was unsure. And so the tax rules are different based off of maybe where you're located, the type of entity type that you have that we talked about on day one. Um, and at the time I had a corporation, which I still do. And so depended on, depending on what type of tax person you're working with, if they understand the growth of the business that you want to have, you should be able to contact them and ask for questions. Now, also what's included in professional fees is, and I believe this is in another section, but when I actually paid to talk to my CPA. Now, one thing I will say that I looked up on is that she's also an attorney. So one of the benefits is that I was able to talk to her about like employment things, which I will not answer on this boot camp because that is not the purpose of this boot camp. But again, I'm just telling you that it is required to grow your business to Find out who is the expert in the area that you need to enhance in your business, such as money people, and go talk to them. The information that you either self-taught or that your family taught you of how to run a business or go online and look it up, it is very different for a private practice, okay? Um, now, another area that is typically overlooked in terms of what we should be tracking is operations. And so um, nowadays, people are moving back into their physical space with clients and private practices. So of course, um, for operation purposes, what all do you have to pay for? So some offices even require you to get a parking pass. You want to keep those receipts. Some offices, if you make copies or you mail things out, those things are not included. You have to pay for the postage. And so when you tell, like I have an office where 
I don't have a physical location anymore, but I still use their mail. But if I even have to just drive up there to drop off some mail because I just like the way that they handle my mail and nothing ever gets lost and I always receive my physical packages and things like that. Um, I'll just tell them to bill it to my account. And what that means is that when I get my rents for the following month, that that money will be added on there. You want to save those receipts. Now they do itemize it, but sometimes you may just be paying for stuff and it's not itemized. And actually, let me just pause there. I really hope that you are utilizing a business checking account. And if you are not, because maybe you don't have an EIN number, you don't have a business structure yet, then at least open up another personal checking account and do not mix your business money with your personal money. Put a one in the chat box if you understand that. Okay. If you do not have a business account yet, because your business structure is not where it should be in terms of paperwork, at least when you're paying for all these things, even if you got to just transfer $100 over because you need to pay for something that's $97 for like a CE workshop, just transfer $100 over to that other checking account. It doesn't have to be a detached bank. It can still be a Bank of America, Wells Fargo, your credit union. But nowadays you can go online and actually rename your account. So go and rename your account. Like in my business, we actually have an account that says operations. We have another account that says, of course, like wealth savings. Um, We also have an account that says payroll. And literally yesterday, due to my business growing so fast and because I do advertisement on Facebook ads and I pay a agency now to run my ads, I need to keep that money separate because the way that Facebook works is when certain money hits a threshold, they just take it out. Like, you see how my hand just went? That, that's how I felt. Like, two days back to back because the ads were reaching a lot of people, it was like, boop, let me grab that amount of money. And it wasn't a dollar. And then, boop, let me grab that amount of money. So I said, let's just put all of this money into now a Facebook advertising account and then let's move forward, right? So yeah, some people are saying that you've read Profit First. I was using Profit First when I had my group practice. Because I have scaled, um, there are certain things about, um, you know, certain things that we learn about in terms of how we run our business and our numbers that make sense. It really depends on what works best for you, okay? I use Profit First for a minute and then I had to add additional things in my business. And so, um, but yeah, use what works for you, okay? But separate your money, y'all. All right, so also for operations, you also want to account for your telehealth space. So how much do you pay for um, telehealth. Like for example, simple practice may be at the baseline, 39 or 49 bucks, but then you add on telehealth, that's $10 per clinician. Then if you do insurances, you have to add on billing, whether you prepaid for it or you wait for them to bill you. And I mean, I vary so much now right now because I do more pouring into therapists, into our um, two different programs and live events and CE workshops. I've decided to cut back on my private practice and make it very much so part-time because my mission is to ensure that multiple therapists can have a full caseload because to me that's a bigger mission than than you know that's beyond myself and I am very selfless like I could say I know all the you know things to brand and market my practice I'm gonna keep them all to myself but I just feel like that is very selfish you know what I'm saying and so 
Right. And yeah, when you, when your practice start booming and your business start booming, I'm reading the chat box. Yeah. Some of the things in profit, profit first won't, won't, you gonna have to go up a notch. Right. So, um, office space, also utilities. Now, depending on where your home office is, like I'm in my home office right now, I shut down my physical location. So this is where you would want to have a conversation with your tax person, because there are some things that are known as deductions, which means that I have to pay for my home and then I tell my tax person that my um, this room is, I don't know, 300 square feet or whatever, because it's a pretty big room with a like, you know, uh, walk in closet and it's like a full bedroom. <laughs> and so um, it's about two to three hundred, maybe 200 square feet, but probably 300 with like the, the bathroom and stuff like that. So what they would do is they would look at how much am I paying monthly on my home and then take out a percentage based off of the square footage with like their CPA or tax person calculations. But what I will not do is pay for my rent, my mortgage through my business ahead of time. Okay. Now, again, if your tax person told you to do that, then I mean, rock with your people, you know what I'm saying? But I'm choosing not to do that. Right. So, um, can you give me more information in the chat box in terms of, can you explain the program you use? I'm not sure what you mean by program. Um, or do you mean telehealth programs? I use simple practice. Um, that's all I use. I've used many and I prefer simple practice. <laughs> that's actually what we teach in the academy. Um, now the next section is, uh, fees not collected. So I am not saying that you will get all of this money back. But for those of you who, for example, take insurance, right? Uh, you may bill $150, but the insurance will only reimburse you 75 based off of your contractual rate, right? So I'll go back to mortgage. So um, what I mean by this is like, you know, you will be charged bank fees. I hope, <laughs> I hope that you are using a business PayPal account but it's not HIPAA protected. I hope that you're using um, a HIPAA protected platform like in your electronic charting system because Cash App, just so you all know, is not HIPAA protected unless something changed in the last seven days, okay? Venmo, unless they updated something during COVID, make sure that any place that you are consuming someone's fees for your services, that it is HIPAA compliant. Why? HIPAA is about electronic submission of health protected information. And so if you are, think about Venmo. For those of you who use ben, Venmo, you know exactly what it looks like. You log in and you see everybody's transactions. So what if you decide to just take a client's money through there? Better yet, you add a little description and say individual therapy. Should that be showing up on their Venmo and yours? That's a violation of HIPAA, right? So I use simple practice for my EHR in terms of what I mentioned in terms of my rents. All I'm saying is just because you work from home, do not out of your business checking account, pay for your rent and say, I'm working from home. Instead, save your rent or mortgage receipts, turn it over to your tax person, let them know you work from home. They're going to ask you what percentage of your time you are working from home. Then they're going to ask you, how big is your workspace? If you have an apartment, it is not hard. Call the leasing office and ask them, what is the square footage? And can you give me a diagram like the one you saw when you moved in 
for most like bigger apartment complexes, they will give you a breakdown of like the square footage of like, like I'm in a tri-story townhome. So they can give me a breakdown of everything. And then we can probably, if it's not on there, we can estimate based off of the inches or whatever, you know, how big my office space is. And for me, I work in this office five days a week. So I would say if it's out of a hundred percent, I would say I work in here 80% of the time. I run my therapist business out of here. I run my coaching business out of here. I run continuing educational workshop events virtually out of here. You know, I do everything right here. And if I ain't doing it right here, I'm probably traveling or something. Okay. Which that's a write-off as well. Okay. So, um, fees not collected are bank fees, including the 3% maybe Stripe charges you. Keep record of those. Again, it's not a guarantee you're going to get money back, but at least you can say that you paid for it because you're ethically not supposed to be charging clients more money and say, I'm going to tack on $3 to your fee because I get charged by Stripe. You chose to be a business owner, so you need to learn just like the nail shop to accept the fact it, but they not hip. I mean, they ain't got to apply for our ethics. So I know they charge an extra dollar, you know what I'm saying? Or extra 75 cent if you run your credit card. But we're a medical facility. When was the last time you went to your doctor and had to pay a copay and they said, oh, you're using a card, not cash. I'm going to need to add an extra dollar to your damn copay. No, <laughs> right? You cannot do that. Okay. Especially if you take an insurance, but private pay, that's a no go as well. Um, yes, use Ivy pay. Okay. Um, what about private practice clients? Is there a processing company that is compliant with privacy? So you can actually still use Ivy pay or when you do simple practice, simple practice, or those EHRs are very useful for private pay clients. I would encourage you to use an EHR because from time to time, you may get subpoenaed. Subpoenaed is not a bad thing. We were taught that it's a bad thing because maybe you're thinking you did something wrong. But some of my clients have gotten into car accidents. They tell their lawyer they went to therapy with me or my group practice or my interns at one point. So they subpoena our records. It is a pain in the ASS if I need to go into my file cabinet, which I do have physical files for some of my older private practice clients that started like in 2012. That was 10 years ago. But I've been EHR for the last like seven years. And so it would be a pain in my butt if I had to, for a kid, and they've been seeing me for a long time, I need to go make copies of all that stuff. I don't care if they sent me a check for $15. I'd rather press a download button on an EHR, put it in a zip file, and then get a HIPAA compliant signature from my client to fax it over to the lawyer. It makes it a lot easier and you can automate yes your EHR. Okay. So when you are not, when you are, when there are outstanding fees, even for clients who ghosted y'all because they don't want to pay that no show fee and they even prematurely terminated therapy early, please keep track of what was not paid. Again, it's not a guarantee that you will get your money back, but at least you can try. <laughs> okay. Never not ask. Okay. Great questions. Great uh, chats in the comment box. Okay. Um, also with, uh, let's talk about structure with tax write-offs. So this one is very much overseen. Um, when you pay for your business license, this can be considered startup costs. And then you have to renew your license. Like I have to renew mine, um, my business license every single year in August. So they usually notify me like 90 days ahead of time. And it really doesn't go up that much, you know? So, um, I save those receipts, but I really pay for it out my 
my business checking account and then it, you know, gets tracked through me doing my bookkeeping. Okay. If you don't know what bookkeeping is, that is reconciling your, your, um, your debits and um, added money into your bank account, meaning it's sent into like Intuit QuickBooks. And then you can categorize it. So that way, when your tax person, if it's not the same person doing your bookkeeping, once your tax person tells you to hand over all of your expenses, you don't have to pay them extra money um, to do an Excel sheet. You can either use their company if they have one to do your bookkeeping, or if you're just starting out, Hell, just open up a Google spreadsheet. You know what I'm saying? But when it is taking up too much of your time, you want to invest in QuickBooks. And I've put our links with the payroll link as well in uh, the Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp. Um, So business license. Also with taxes, you do have to file your taxes every year, I hope. Right. And so when you have to pay your tax person for your taxes, you should be putting that under uh, professional. We put that under professional taxes. but it's also under keeping the structure of your business, okay? Also, if you have to consult with an attorney, typically group practices have to, or they should, consult with an employment attorney because you are hiring people. And unless you were the person developing the HR policies at your job and you know the ins and outs of your states and all the changes of W-2 versus contractor versus subcontractor, if you don't even know what I'm talking about, it's cool. That's why you shouldn't be doing it. You need to hire out and have someone else do it for you. So it takes a simple consultation. It might cost you $250, but would you rather pay $250 to know what you're doing correctly or incorrectly? Or would you rather pay $5,000 to the IRS because you decided to go on Google and download somebody's template or go on Instagram and download somebody's template for $13? And you really thought that you were going to get an employee handbook for $13 damn dollars. You really thought you were going to get a business plan that flushes out your five-year business plan for $27. I have a business plan that's pretty inexpensive, but it's an overview of a one-year business plan. I don't give out or sell outside of the Dope Therapist Academy what I teach my students. My um, private practice students, we create a five-year in-depth 15 damn page business plan, but I make it so fun. You know what I'm saying? And then um, for my mastermind students, we create a 10 year business plan because now we're talking about scalability and beyond private practice. We learn, I teach them how to use their private practice to fund or kind of shark tank their other streams of income. And so you want to keep track of the money that you're paying out. Now, in terms of growth, this is a huge area that is overlooked so much to the point where I have to emphasize this when like Dope Therapist Academy opens up because people are only looking, clinicians, we're only looking at, and I used to do this, we're only looking at paying for business coaching as an expense, meaning you're really only looking at money going out of your pocket. And the problem is you're not really looking at the ROI, the rate of investment versus the rate of return, and you're not looking at what you're getting back. So if you don't follow me on YouTube or my podcast, there was another podcast that dropped today with um, one of our alumni from the academy. Her name is Shayla. And she's also a DTA coach now. And so one of the things that she did in the first cohort during last year's era is that she quadrupled her caseload in like the first three weeks or something crazy, right? In a so like mind blowing, right? She quadrupled her caseload by learning the things that we teach about in DTA. And one of the benefits of her having that win or other students that have wins, you can check them out on our Instagram. It's at adult, the Dope Therapist Community on Instagram, or you can go to my Instagram and look it up. But um, 
when you invest in getting business coaching and of course you choose the business coach that has the information that you can apply to your business right now or at least within the next six months, then you should be asking yourself, what am I going to get out of this business coaching relationship before I invest money. So one of the things that I've noticed, um, which is so interesting to me, and some of us are in some of these Facebook groups, right? Is that I'm a part of a lot of Facebook groups for therapists, for psychologists, for California therapists, for therapists who are moms, like all these things, right? And some groups have a lot of my clients in them. And so from time to time, it's really interesting to me that someone will go in one of these groups and say, hey, does anyone know of a business coach that specifically specializes in therapists? To me, that is very specific. Right. But it it tickles me where when I scroll down and I'm just really looking at the referrals that people are giving and no shade to anybody. But if you're a business coach, please read the question. If someone's asking, I need help in my private practice, I want a business coach that's a therapist that can help me with my private practice. Don't offer them high personal development quality training. What the hell is that? Don't just send them the link to pay, similar to therapy. If someone reaches out to you via email and they want to know about your individual therapy services, why are you giving them information for couples therapy? That ain't what they asked for. They asked for individual therapy. Start to look for what you are lacking in your business, in your mindset, and hello, your bank account. And if you don't like the way that you're working in your business, meaning some of you are underworking, you just treating it like a side hustle. And as I've said over and over again, the last time I checked, side pieces don't move to first place. At least some of the side pieces that I've known about, right? I'm talking about women and or men, but mostly women, unfortunately. You know, you get you get promises and you don't get moved. And so when you continue to treat your business like a side piece, it's going to give back to you what you get back. Okay, what you give out. So if you want your business to treat you lovely, kind of like a parent to a child, what does a parent need to do to a child to know that they love them? They need to physically and emotionally and spiritually show that child, show that minor that they love them. You can't show your business that you love them by simply overwhelming it with 40 clients a week and you walk around saying you're a trauma specialist and you ain't even sitting on the other side of the couch and even if you are you really think it's healthy for your clients let alone yourself for you to be seeing 40 clients a week because you simply trying to replace your income from your job you doing this shit wrong excuse my language ahead of time i'm just getting warmed up and this ain't even the full boot camp that started on thursday this wasn't even on my agenda but i just felt the holy spirit come over me and i probably shouldn't be saying holy spirit because i just use profanity forgive me but i'm just saying y'all get my drift you have to love on your business you were not taught any of this stuff in graduate school so to act like you're walking around i'm not saying that y'all ain't profitable 
But to me, profitability is you not having to work as much in your business down the long run. If you don't want to trust anybody to come and get help in your business, whether it's a coach, whether it's a bookkeeper, whether it's an assistant, and you want to continue doing everything by yourself, I really want you to take a look at the companies that you left. Because last time I checked, any practicum site or internship site or job that I worked at, it was not just one person. And guess what? The one place that had really one person in charge, they did not work out so well and they had a very high turnover rate why because they don't let people in to help them and you act like you the expert and you not did you go get your MBA did you go get your degree in, in being a CPA no so why are you trying to walk around like you the bookkeeper you the banker you the marketer you the Facebook ads person you the biller you ain't all those people plus a trauma specialized therapist get up out of here that's whack So I'm just going to put this out there. Don't put in my presence, business coaching is not needed. Any person that you see that is wealthy has some type of help. And I'm not talking about no mentor from undergrad. Okay, I'm not talking about going and finding your graduate school mentor. What I'm talking about is you go find the person that is eight to 10 steps ahead of you based off of what you need. Everybody who's watching needs something different. I know what I offer. And one of the reasons why I do my boot camp the way that I do it in terms of teaching you like this, because this is only the beginning. We ain't even did the damn assessment. That's going to make you grade yourself is that I don't need to tell you if you need my program you're going to tell yourself that you need the program that I offer based off of your damn grade. And last time I checked in grad school for psychology, we don't want anything hell below a B, below a B. You know what I'm saying? So to me, a B is still an F and I'm, I'm a doctoral level from undergrad to doctoral level professor. You know what I'm saying? So I believe in A's, you know, we, we little personality type A's are walking around here. So um, I'll get into that in a moment in terms of like what's going to happen on Thursday. Okay. Cause I'm getting like, Oh, fired up and I'm so over time. All right. So don't, what I'm saying is, and we'll talk about this later, but don't be afraid to invest in yourself. You've already invested in yourself by going to school. Why stop there? Unless all you did was invest to become an employee. If that's your game, that's cool. If you just here to be entertained and just see my pink dress, that's cool. But if you want to become a business owner, not an entrepreneur, not a boss, not a, uh, a boss, babe, ain't nothing wrong with them little hashtags, but I'm just saying like, If you don't want to become a business owner, you don't want to have a profitable private practice. You want to have a side hustle. And if that's what you want to do, just own that. Just own it. All right. So disclaimer, I've already said that. Actually, let me wrap up and tell y'all about what's about to go down on Thursday. All right. So speak to your tax person and or CPA. Tax person or CPA. Okay. So let's talk about what's going to happen um, in a few days. Okay. And I, I, y'all been putting the questions in there, right? So this is what's going to happen. I don't know my little pictures in a way, but, um, you will get this download of the slides that we talked about tonight. Um, what you've seen over the last four days, whether you follow me on Instagram, but you are in the boot camp, you know what I'm saying? Is this is my energy. My clients, they can probably put it in the chat box, put some ones in the chat box. Or if you're my current client, or you've been in the academy or elite coaching or hell, you've been to a CE workshop or something like that. Right. Or you've been to some type of free workshop with me in the past in terms of like boot camps, I don't sugarcoat much of nothing. Um, I am not that person where I'm gonna make everything look pretty. I may look pretty, but I'm very real and authentic and very down to earth. I will tell you when you shooting the shit. Okay, like that is bull. I will tell you when you being scared. I will tell you when you own something good, onto something good, don't give up. And I will call you out. 
Okay, so you can see that they are all up in here. Okay, so um, beyond the checklist, this is what's going to happen. Let me see something. Let me go to... All right, this is what's going to happen on Thursday. So believe it or not, for those of you who've been a part of this boot camp, this ain't even a damn boot camp yet. This was like bonus stuff that I was doing just because I felt like it was required and needed before we start jumping into the private practice boot camp. Okay. So as you can see per the screen, we are going to be doing day one this Thursday. Now, please note, it will be the full hour. Okay. We are going to be talking about implementation versus information because a lot of y'all like to read, listen to podcasts, watch all these YouTube videos and say that you're building your business, but what actually have you implemented? Um, it, it really bothers me to when people say, Ooh, you know, I'm gonna read 12 books, a book a month. Well, are you implementing the first damn book that you read in January? It's June. <laughs> like, have you actually implemented it? If you have not, Go back and read it. What what good will it do for your personal development or whatever you wrote the book for? It could be personal. But what good is it going to do if you're not applying what you read? It, that That's crazy, right? Like your time is precious. I told y'all the other day, your time is worth at minimum $500. You have a master's degree. So why are you giving up $500 to read books because of it's a, it's a contest in your head? Okay, so in day one, what we're going to do is a private practice assessment. So if you have a private practice assessment, you're going to assess your current business according to our Dope Therapist Academy framework. And again, I'm going to give you a disclaimer that says don't lie about your score. You know where you are. Don't compare yourself to nobody else on the call because I will tell you to put your numbers in the chat box. Okay. Um, also, if you do not have a private practice or if you're in the beginning, I still encourage you to still participate in every single thing that we're doing. Because one thing I will tell you, because this intimidates some students who end up joining the academy, is that um, they'll say, oh, I can't join because I don't have a, a practice yet. Or people who already have a private practice is like five steps ahead of me. And I'm like, well, not quite. And put a two in the chat box if you're my client, because you know what I'm talking about. A lot of the therapists that came into my program, 75% of them already have a practice. Some of it is profitable in terms of caseloads, insurance panels, and all those things, right? But when we really start looking at metrics, profitability, and how they utilize their time to live an abundant lifestyle, what they quickly realize is that they have to actually spend almost the, the whole cohort unlearning what they self-taught themselves or what they learned on YouTube or something, then they have to go through the program again and relearn it from scratch. So if you are new, you're actually in a good ass position. <laughs> okay. So I'm just saying that because sometimes like, and this is later on, like when people get into our communities and you see two different levels of clinicians, some of the newer therapists or newer to private practice start getting intimidated. Like, oh my God, I don't have no clients yet. I don't even have my MPI for my group. Please calm down. Because, hell, some of these therapists that are operating private pay don't even have half of this stuff together. Some of them don't even have a business checking account. Facts. All right. So we will meet promptly at five o'clock. Uh, we start at five. So I'm probably going to show up five minutes early, do a five minute countdown. And we own. Um, the, it will be a full fledged like PDF boot camp that you uh, uh, workbook that you will fill out. We are doing it. Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, which means you have enough time to fill out the workbooks. Take it seriously. There's no one else that I know who's doing no damn three week boot camp, giving you all this information and helping you understand your business. All right. 
So team, I don't think we have any questions. I see my clients in there laughing at me, <laughs> but like y'all, you know, I'm getting hot up in here. You feel me? I need to turn back on this air conditioner. But um, does anyone have any other questions? Put a one in the chat box. If you enjoyed this workshop, you probably got way more than you bargained for. This will be my energy for the next three days for the boot camp. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Make sure that you stay in touch with me via Instagram, but make sure that you show up to that Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp group because starting on Thursday, it's going to start vibing up and I'm going to start posting stuff like quotes. What was your biggest takeaway? We need to hear from you. And guess what? For you seasoned therapists, these new therapists need to hear that you up in here too. Go and introduce yourself. All right. So this is more personal, but how many therapists... How many how many therapists do get scared? Well, if I can put actually put a two in the chat box. If you've done any of my coaching programs and you were scared even before you said yes, you probably some of my let me, let me just put this on there. And some of them, some of these will come up in the podcast because we're going to be dripping the therapist podcast throughout the next two weeks. So, um, and one of the questions is, how did they find me? Some of these therapists were following me for a year and a half. A year and a half. So hell, if you just stumbled across me yesterday on a Facebook ad, you popping. <laughs> because they literally went to every boot camp and some of it was talking about the same thing, right? Uh, I know I have work to do, but I'm afraid to spend the money and fail. You can only fail if you think you can fail. If you think you will fail, you will. If you think that you will succeed, you will. But we have a hands down, hands down, supportive environment that's what I will say about one thing I do not tolerate you see how my face has changed <laughs> like I don't tolerate bullshit I will nicely uh kick you out <laughs> okay so kind of like group therapy where you give them like a one-time warning on you know tap on the shoulder and then the second time yeah you, you got to go I yeah bye you know what I'm saying like we talk about alignment so this is also why I spend so much time with you getting to know me because I also believe that you should get to know um, your coaches like teaching style, my personality, um, so that you sign up for something the hell you know what you're signing up for, right? Um, dope therapists, well, the tribe is no, we're doing the academy. So the academy is the private practice program. That program opens up um, June 29th. So at the end of this month, okay? Um, we'll talk about that later. Support is love. <laughs> All right. Okay, y'all. So I will, oh, will you be opening up the door? Yeah. So the Dope Therapist Academy, um, it will open up at the end of June. Okay. And you, you guys will hear about it. Um, but right now I only want to focus on the next like week and a half. <laughs> we got another week and a half for me. Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. I really just want to pour into everybody that's here. So please, if you know of any other therapists um, that need to be here, even if they say their business is popping, just let's just make sure their business is popping. You know what I'm saying? And so tell them to go here on the screen, the drtk.com forward slash PPP. Give my team at least 24 hours. We got people working in another country in another time zone. So they let people in overnight. Make sure that your people answer those questions, but they have to go join through the website and not just the Facebook group because we will deny them because we need to confirm that they went through the route of adding themselves to our list because we will, you know, we will be sending you some things. All right. All right. So I'm glad that everybody had a good time time I am going to now attend to my three-year-old son up there that's beating the couch with his drumsticks and so um, I am going to wrap up um, but I hope that you enjoy tonight and I will see everybody on Thursday but get in that Facebook group and say hello to everybody you guys bye